Laura. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And wrapping up this week with us, we have Norman Mitchell from Lord of the Rings Minute. Thank you for being here this week. And it has been my pleasure to be here all week. It's been a lot of fun. I, uh, I've really enjoyed having you as a guest. I'm so glad that we were able to talk about the mirror. We still have yeah. a little bit more mirror stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the barest hint of the thing I really want to talk about when it comes to the mirror. So. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we have time. We'll get to it. We'll get yeah. there. Today, we're talking about minute number 95 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Minute 95 starts with the boys invisibly entering the room with the mirror. And it ends with Dumbles peeking over Harry's shoulder. Dumbles. Not quite peeking over his shoulder, but sort of. No, yeah, he's, of. he's back there. He's back there, in the background. Oh, good old Dumbledore. Good old Dumbledore. D- Dumbledore. Oh, I like Dumbledore. Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so... I definitely want to talk about Ron for a bit. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so Harry dragged Ron on the bed and, and drags him down here into the... Um, into the room that the mirror is in. And he's convinced that the mirror, what the mirror does is it shows people Harry's parents. Right. Well, maybe he thinks it just shows you people who have passed away. Maybe. Or maybe, maybe he thinks that if he's there, then Ron will be able to see his parents. He's trying to show right, Ron like what since, he since sees. Harry's there, like, oh, look, yeah, like, this is what I see. And if I step, yeah, so he steps to the... It makes me wonder if when he steps to the side and tells Ron, like, stand in front of it properly, can he still see his parents in the mirror even though he's not centered? I don't think so. No. I don't, I don't think so either because yeah. when when the two of them are standing together, Ron says, I just see us. So the mirror can project the heart's desire, but it can only project one person's desire. Yeah, one at a time. But that that isn't true because... That's contradicted at the end of the movie with Coral. Yes. Right. It is. But maybe it's because their desires are so disparate. So different. Because yes. at the end of the movie, their desires are kind of aligned in the object of it, but not why they want it. Yes, but yeah, exactly. Because both of them, both of them, the desire is the stone. Right. Interesting. Uh, but Ron's desire very- is very... <laughs> yes. Um narcissistic. It's very yeah, it, like, it's a very it's very personal. It's very selfish. Yeah, it's just stuff for him. Yeah. Make he's, him feel good. He sees himself as head boy and captain of the Quidditch team. He's won the house cup. Won the house cup, yeah. Yeah. He's like I look good. I look good. <laughs> well, he's I was like, wait, is he good. more handsome? 
Yeah, so you know, I wonder about that. He's, well, I think if he's head boy and head of, head of the Quidditch team, he's he must be older. older. So yeah, maybe he... Because he even asked, like, oh, does this show the future? Mm-hmm. So maybe he's, yeah, he's got to be older, but he's, like, better looking, or he thinks he's going to be, like, so good looking. I look good. He does I help win good. the house cup. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at that. Look at all these things I have. I have mm-hmm. the house cup, and I have the Quidditch cup. Well, yeah, because... because and I'm a head boy, so. in the In the book... um. When he says that he notices that he's head boy, uh, he's like, I'm, I'm wearing the badge like, like Charlie used to, or Bill used to, or like one of his older siblings. Like he's still relating himself to like, it's things my that older brothers, brothers have did. done these things and, and I like want to prove myself. Them. Yeah. Like, like this brother was a head boy. This brother was really, like both of the twins are really good at Quidditch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie yeah. was really good at Quidditch. Too. Charlie was good at Quidditch. Oh, like, like very good. So, like, they must have won. So he likens that. Like, he's all these things that his brother did. Like, I want to do those things. Yeah, he just lumped them all together. Mm-hmm. Right, and Gryffindor hasn't won the House Cup in what six years? So seven, six. something like that. It's it been a six. six. Yeah, six. it's been a while. Yes, because uh, Slytherin has won six years in a row. Exactly oh, the six years that Snape, that Snape has, been, has been, there. been there. Yep. Ah. Interesting. How proud Snape must be, right? right. He, I mean, he has a good morale for his uh, for his house. I don't think Snape actually cares about Quidditch. No, not Quidditch. No, I mean the House Cup. Oh, the House Cup. Sorry, the House Cup. Uh, for some reason, my brain still went Quidditch. No, but he does care about Quidditch. He has that friendly rivalry with McGonagall. Yeah, but I don't Quidditch. think that I don't think it's that like he cares as much about Quidditch as McGonagall does. It's different she because play. she used to play. Yeah. yeah. He's a fan. Which I which is a little thing I caught when I was watching the movie. I saw her name on the plaque in the in the trophy case. You know, uh-huh. we wrestle with that. I don't know if that's actually supposed to be, like the year that's attached to that date is wrong if it's supposed to be her. But but I couldn't read the year on my TV, on my copy of the DVD that I watched. like 1970-something. But the one opposite it is 61. Yeah. So I thought that it would be uh, older than that, or either a little older or a little newer than that on the opposite side, just because of the way that those badges are usually arranged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, we, uh, we're not sure if that's actually her that that plaque is referencing. But there is evidence um, that she used to play for the Gryffindor house team, and she got injured during her last game. Right. And uh, I believe she got to... injured by a Slytherin mm-hmm. uh, team member, which is by one of the beaters, I think. Yeah. And it says that it fostered her. Well, that is their her, job. A yeah, lifelong desire to see Slytherin house crushed in the Quidditch Cup. In Quidditch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's petty vengeance, then. It is. Yes, it is. that's all it is for McGonagall. I got injured 50 years ago when I was a student, and so now, so now I want they to can never win. Get taken yeah. down. Oh, I don't even think she's that old. I, I would No, I don't think so down. either. I'm... I would place McGonagall's age in the, um, maybe in the late 50s. Well, no, I I don't know, but I, I get the impression that McG- I feel like McGonagall is older than Hagrid, and right. Hagrid is 63. Huh. And Maggie Smith because is he he got expelled when he was older. a student fifty years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I mean I it just doesn't feel like they're that old. Yeah, I agree with you. Hagrid is sixty three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Right. It's kind of hard to imagine. No. Yeah, because he was present. <laughs> he was like, a no. third year. 
the last time the chamber was open, 50 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. So he would have been 13. 13. Yep. It's crazy, right? That's silly. <laughs> yeah, he seems so much younger than that, in my opinion. Well, he's Maybe that's giant. because I always imagine giants. Maybe that's because I always imagine a- giants aging slower. Or not slower, Maybe. faster. Like, they, they grow to old age faster than other other races. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't know. They're bigger. I don't know. Their bodies, their bodies wear down faster. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just scientifically true. It of, makes sense. Of giants in the real world. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. Uh hmm. So so Ron asks, like, do you think this mirror shows the future? And Harry's response again makes me really sad. I know. He's all like, yeah. well, obviously not. Because like my parents, parents are dead. Yep. Way to bring the whole moment down. It's like, Yeah, way to go, Kate. Ron. Thanks, Killjoy. <laughs> Harry is such a buzzkill. <laughs> he's a regular buzzkillington. I think he's allowed to be a downer here. Yeah, no, he is. I think this is good, but emo Harry later on oh, is God. unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, feels like the anointed one, Harry, is the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sad. Harry wears many hats. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Ron see all, sees all these things that define his siblings, but not him. Which exactly. I think is really cool, but he sees it in a very selfish way. And that, I think that's very, that speaks to Ron's character. Like yeah, his, I think... ins- his insecurity, but also this kind of sense of pride he seems to have in his family and like yeah. himself. So I it's kind of it's a duality of like insecurity and pride. Because he 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 feels like he's not good enough for these things, but when he sees the mirror and like what he wants most, it's all these material tangible things. Mhm. That would make people love him and that's in a way that's part of pride. That make love him. Yes. Yeah. He thinks that's because, what people want of him. Yeah, and I always kind of imagine, like, also in that mirror, like, he sees the girls of the class, like, around him, like, cheering <laughs> him on, and, like, you know, fawning over on his him. arm, like, oh. Yeah. Like, when he says, I look good, I just imagine that that's, like, part of what he sees. Yes! I like that. <laughs> it's pretty boy Ron. Mm-hmm. Surrounded by, by the girls that he admires. <laughs> Aww. Aww, Ron. Poor sweet I like Ron. Ron Weasley. I know. I like Ron Weasley too. I I always I I always felt a felt a kinship with with Ron. Yes. Weasley. Yes, I agree. More so than Harry because Harry's defining traits are, um, well, he's lucky. He. <laughs> uh, a lot of sadness. Sad. Of, like. Yeah, lucky yeah. and sad and determined, and I think those are the three best words to describe Harry Potter. I agree with that. I like that a lot. And Ron is uh, Ron is kind of bumbly and yeah, clever yeah. but not smart. Yes, right. Yeah, like definitely not. I wouldn't call him book smarts, but like he could get himself like he is. I would say clever. Yeah, clever is the right word. Get himself out of stuff. He's uh. He'll show later. He's um he's kind of the strategist, I think. Well, yeah, because he likes wizard's chess. Yeah. So he kind of like he has that mind to think a couple of steps like, ahead, but different. Yeah, different than than 
than a book smart person. Yeah. yeah. Not like, not like Hermione at all, which mm-hmm. it's all she is, is book smarts. Which makes me wonder if Ron would be good at divination. If that's something he threw himself into more. So this is, it's only fortunate that I am watching, I have been rewatching the Harry Potter movies for the first time since starting this podcast. And today I was watching, I watched the first half of Prisoner of Azkaban. And when they're having their first divination class, um, as Trelawney is kind of going around the room and doing her spiel, she, she approaches Ron and she says, uh, she says, what about you? Are you in the beyond? Like, I see that you've got this, like she sees something in Ron mm-hmm. and she's like, tell me what you see. And like entreats him to like, like look at Harry's cup. But it seems like she reacts to him, not because she's, he's sitting there with Harry Potter's cup, but because like, there's something about Ron. Right. That she's like, kind of like mm-hmm. catching. And so it's interesting to me, like he, it's just something that he doesn't ever they don't, he doesn't put his attention, his focus to, like, it's not something that he studies or cares enough to train, but like, maybe there is a potential. Maybe he there. has like an innate ability. Yeah. That he hasn't honed or he could, there's, there's like yeah. a he, potential there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a, he has a talent like for that. thinking ahead. And that to me seems like divination. That's the closest like magical kind of effort I can see that relates to that. And yeah. if people's personality lends themselves to different studies of magic, the way that, like, Snape's ordered, regimented mind really gears him towards potions, then, like, I, you would say the same thing of other people related to other magical studies. I think it, I think it'd be really amazing to have, like, Ron the Seer. Right? That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. it. I kind of like it. Me too. That's why I'm here. Harry's all upset. And he's like, well, how can it show the future? Because both my parents are dead. And then there's this like slow fade. And I haven't talked about it on the podcast before, I don't think. But there are a lot of moments in this movie where where you get a fade out on one scene. And you're like fading into something else. So you get like this like a sort of image. see-through. Yeah, you get this double image. And it's happened a couple of times already. Um, but in this case, you see Harry kind of upset. I really... I like that effect here in particular. Because it's in the same room. Yes. Yes. It, right. it shows a, it shows a passage that. of time. So that what Dumbledore says in a minute or so really does feel like, oh, you've been coming here a lot because the fade in the same room just really marks time. Like time has passed. Yeah, you definitely get that. The I made a note here. Not only not only do we get the impression, especially when we see Dumbledore, I think next week he makes a mention of like, oh, you're back here again kind of thing. Harry hasn't even changed his outfit. He's wearing... Do you think he's practically living in there? kind of right yeah uh, we because we don't see i think there's a cut i think there's a cut scene here actually i think there's a moment where ron is telling harry like don't go back again tonight or is that only i don't think it's only in the book i'm pretty yeah, sure that's in the a, book i think that there might be a scene that i've seen though that feels like something i've like watched where harry is like sitting they may not have wanted to do that in the movie to like knock 
to not paint the mirror as more sinister for, like, children viewers. Sure. Right, in a sinister light. But he's still... It, it does feel like, like it is overcoming him. It is consuming it's consuming him. him. And that's precisely why Dumbledore says to Harry what he does. It's like, it does not do to dwell on dreams. Yeah. Exactly. I, uh, oh, I like that. That's next week, but... I yeah, like, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Yes. Like, I really want to... Dumbledore's interaction with this mirror is not something that we really see, but is one of the things I like to think about when I think about the mirror, is that Dumbledore lies to Harry in the book. He absolutely lies to Harry. Because it is a very private, personal question when Harry asks him what he sees. Yes. And I like to think about what it might be that Dumbledore sees. Because what you, as a reader, especially after finishing the story, thinks Dumbledore would see in the mirror is all about how you interpret Dumbledore's character. And there are all kinds of ways, I think, to inter interpret his, like, moral character, not, like, the, the character on the page, but, like, his moral character mm -hmm. based on all the same actions. It's a matter of motivation and, like, where that comes from and what Dumbledore's motivation is. Like, what does he want out of this game, if you want to call it a game that he's playing with Harry and Hermione and Ron? And pitting them against Voldemort. Yeah. Or, like, does he want something really good out of it? Is it because he doesn't see a way that he can succeed, but maybe Harry Potter can? Does he feel like there's nothing he can do because he has nothing left to have in the world after he succeeds, even if he, if he succeeds and lives and carries on? Like, does he have anything else? There's all kinds of questions about Dumbledore. Yeah. I definitely don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like Dumbledore sees in the mirror, like, I think he doesn't see himself in the mirror. I don't think he sees himself. Because I don't think that hmm. Dumbledore's want going forward is a personal want. Otherwise, he wouldn't have allowed himself to be killed. Interesting. No, I definitely agree with that. I think that, I think that his, whatever it is he sees is definitely like, I feel like every action he takes is for, I don't want to say the betterment of others, but it's definitely like, it's kind of noble in a way. It might be manipulative, but it's still, he has this desire to, he he takes that fall because he knows that it'll lead to the success of this kind of plan he's setting in motion. This sort of, like, downfall of Voldemort. Yeah. Because he knows yeah. that Voldemort is onto him anyway. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, yeah. I, I feel like... I think that Dumbledore sees in the mirror a world that's been solved of this problem... And he sees, like, some of the other people in his life happy, but he doesn't see himself there. I, th I think that's beautiful. I like that. And part of the reason that I think that is I don't think Dumbledore would have put the stone in the mirror or Flamel wouldn't have thought it was a good idea if Dumbledore couldn't mm -hmm. also pull it out. True. 
Yes. Yes, which means he has to have, he has to have, like, a purity of heart. Yeah. I like that. But as, uh, as we've talked about on Lord of the Rings Minute, uh, several times, uh, purity of intentions can be twisted. Mm-hmm. And it can mm-hmm. become twisted by obsessions. And in Dumbledore's case, it's his obsession with Harry and Voldemort and the Horcruxes and all this other kind of stuff that's wrapped up with them. That is ultimately yes. Dumbledore's downfall and is failing as a person. Because he's too blind to see what he's doing to these kids. And I, I like that yeah. Snape calls him out on that in the book. Absolutely. Well, he, and he definitely, we definitely see that he has a struggle with that. You know, we get a lot of like angsty Harry in Order of the Phoenix, but his, Harry's, one of Harry's biggest problems is that, that Dumbledore has pulled away. And when he confronts Dumbledore, uh, Dumbledore's about that at the end, it's Dumbledore tells him like, I thought that I was protecting you by pulling myself away from you. Like I, I know that you are struggling with this thing and I want you to be able to have this like, quote unquote, like normal wizarding, like this At least kind as of much like upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by dragging him into this war, he's sort of pulling him away from his childhood. And I think that there's definitely like a, I think Dumbledore wrestles with that a lot, I think. Yeah. I think that Dumbledore sees in some ways a lot of himself in Harry with the same kind of like, determination and this like fallibility and want to help others. And I think that that's probably part of what initially, I don't know, uh, appeals to Dumbledore about Harry is that he sees a lot of himself in him. Mm. And like, maybe I read too far into things and I haven't read them in a while, but that's the way I've always kind of taken their relationship is the Dumbledore has been manipulating Harry and he believes that Harry can succeed, but I think he believes that Harry can succeed because he sees Harry a lot as a wizard, much like him, a young version of himself. Someone with all the potential in the yeah. world and like many things handed to him that will help him succeed. But ultimately, when Dumbledore pulls away, I think he's starting to realize that Harry isn't me. Harry can't handle what comes next. And then we see the decline of Dumbledore through Half-Blood Prince until his death. Yeah. I love Dumbledore so much. I'm glad we get the time. You know, I was like stressed when we started doing this podcast thinking like, oh, we have so many movies to cover and it's going to take so long. But like, I'm glad we really do have a lot of time to like comb through these characters and really like study how they evolve and sort of develop and their motivations and actions kind of reveal i i really like to think about what like other characters would see in the mirror of eris said i think it's an interesting thought experiment of like because what you think someone's going to see in the mirror is all about how you as a reader or a viewer sees that character and like their arc i i it's almost revealing of like our perceptions of the character. Exactly. There's like a whole other level to it. Yeah. I I think there, I think there is, there is a character that I don't think there could be any argument as to what they would see in the mirror. Uh, and that's Snape, because I think the only thing he would see in the mirror is Lily. Mm -hmm, I agree with that. I don't think there's anything else. There, I've, there's a lot of very, no, very devastating fan art. 
Oh, it's so devastating. Oh, Snape in front of the mirror and it breaks my heart. I know. Can't even deal with it. Can't even deal with it. I don't know. Um. It's like if anyone, like, could suggest anything else that he would see, like, you would be so wrong. Like, there's. Yeah, it's gotta be her. Yeah. It's always been her. Exactly. Oh, God. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I never. Ever, when I was reading these books as they were coming out, I never bought into the Snape might be evil. This is like, no, you wouldn't make this a marketing point if he was evil. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> no kidding. When, when, when the books were coming out and doing the whole, uh, midnight screenings and everything, not scare screenings, releases. but, uh, releases, yeah. uh, cause they're books. Eh. Um, I remember me and my friends, like me and my friend and a couple of other like people that kind of milled around were in line. And it was the big thing for the people who worked at Barnes and Noble to kind of go down the line of people and pass, they were passing out like stickers and all that kind of thing. And one of the things was that you had to answer their question if you think Snape is good or Snape is bad. <laughs> and so they had a stick, they had a sticker that said Snape is good and they had a sticker that said Snape is bad. You have a Snape is good And, uh, yeah. of course I have, a, I have a Snape is good sticker. I still have it. I never used it. Nice. It's still on its backing. It's in the book. Of that book that was released, which oh. I believe was—I think that was Deathly Hallows. Oh, because it's got to have been Deathly Hallows. Yeah, it's got to yeah. have been Deathly Hallows because right after the death of Dumbledore. There you go. Yeah, so it was definitely Death, Deathly Hallows. Um, and I remember my friend and like everybody around us. Getting like, Snape is bad. Snape is bad. No, I remember like the stack of now. stickers in their hands were like there was so many Snape is good because no one was picking Snape is good. And I remember like the person who like heard my answer was even like, oh. Like, all right. why? Like, really? And I'm all like, well, yeah. And I'm like, you're not putting a lot of faith in Dumbledore. Like, we're supposed to, like, as reading these books, like, one through six, knowing how Dumbledore is, it's all like, Dumbledore wouldn't put so much trust in this one person if yeah, there wasn't a if reason. Been, right. Yeah. And to to think otherwise is all like, oh, then you don't know Dumbledore at all. I mean, and that's... Otherwise, but like, the Dumbledore snake you know? thing is also just more manipulation. It's Dumbledore manipulating Snape's emotional attachment. It is. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's He's Dumbledore is a huge manipulator. He's an awful person. Uh, awful. Awful. Just awful, awful things. He could have been a Slytherin. Hmm? Could have been a Slytherin. Right? Was he a Gryffindor? <laughs> I think he was. Do we know He's his a... house? Is that something that's discussed? Um, I am fairly certain he's a Gryffindor, but let me see if I can do a little research and find out real quick. He was in Gryffindor House. Cool. According to awesome. uh, an interview from J.K. Rowling. I just looked it up. Perfect. Uh, well, there and you go. She, she also said in that same interview that Dumbledore was about 150 years old. However, on the website, yeah. it says he was born in 1881, making him 115 or 116. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. All right. So I like he's quite old. Old, old. He's very old. Um, I, the only, the only other note that I have is that, uh, in the book, when I was listening to this chapter today, in the book, um, not only does, does Dumbledore tell Harry that he got socks, that he sees himself with a pair of socks, wool socks, wool very socks, wool socks. Like warm wool socks. He says that um, 
he feels very neglected anytime like a holiday comes by and he didn't get any socks. And I have to say that the older I get, like the more I like getting socks as a gift, right? I'm like, I want socks. Literally, um, I think every time that there's like your birthday or Christmas, I'm all like, I should get Gary some socks. I yeah, because I like really socks. fun, obnoxious socks. But is that also yeah. like this, this wanting socks as we get older thing? The realization that we don't want to spend money on something that we know is just going to get ruined? Yes, I suppose right. so. Like, give me socks so I don't have to go buy socks. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's why I won't get fancy socks because it's like no one, unless I'm wearing shorts or something, no one's going to see them. I, like and I feel wearing, like they're like, going to get ruined and worn socks out, or like themed socks or what. I don't care if they—they're fun for me. It's for me. I'm wearing them for me. Okay. <laughs> I do it for me, guys. Gosh. I don't Gosh. know. <sighs> okay. Like the comic. So his, socks. His his socks are really like are like really like fishnet stockings. Oh my goodness! I love that. Like that, in that another comic. One <laughs> yeah, that one's. I'll share that. That's my favorite one. It's amazing. Is that's my favorite stocking. one. Yes. You see some really. I'm nice like that's what he's really wearing. Mm, yes. Some very powerful mirror. That's good. <laughs> so okay. funny. It's great. How do you feel, you guys? I think this was a good week. This is a good week. I like this week. I'm glad I was here. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank yeah, you so much for thank coming. You, thank You're you. Great, welcome. It was a great time. Yeah, it was. It was really fun. All right, everybody. You can uh, you can find all of us. Harry Potter Minute, Lord of the Rings Minute. We're at DuelingGenre.com, um, along with Back to the Future Minute, Geek by Night, and award-winning audio drama geek by night i'm such a fan of that i also like to add that in every time i just i'm so i'm so happy that they that they've reached that point where like like yeah yeah award that's awesome yeah audioverse award uh which is great which is so great i i they're uh wrapping up their first season i think and it's been a lot of fun so you guys should definitely check that out um, if you like our format, you could check out moviesbyminutes.com, which has all of the other Movies by Minute shows. There are so many good ones out there. It is impossible to keep up with all of them. And so many um, more on the way. Always. Oh, I know. Always. They're always announcing more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the time there's new ones coming. And, uh, you can join us next week for minute 96 to 100. The end of next week will be at 100 minutes, yeah. Victoria. Oh my that's gosh. The, Triple digits. That's the threshold, man. That's. Oh man, I'm stoked. I was so excited just to pass the the like first hour mark. And now yeah. that we're like. Hour, now hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, like little milestones. We are well past the, ha- we're, we're past the halfway point. Pretty soon we'll have less than an hour left. And then no, I'm, uh, and then I'm just waiting to get to like what? minute 500 of my trilogy. So. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We have, you've, I think both of us have picked projects that have like an absurd number of minutes. It's gonna, we're in this for the long haul, you guys. I mean, I think we're looking at something like uh, 800 total minutes. Wow. Roughly. I don't even know how many, I don't even want to think Uh, about how many minutes we have. More than that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Definitely. Yes. Probably, probably pushing like 1400 with all eight movies. I think so. We've made jokes about what we'll do with the 10 year anniversary of Harry Potter minute. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause this is, this, that's what's going on. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a while. Then after all eight movies, then we can do like, start doing fantastic beasts. Oh, God, stop. <laughs> yeah. You got to, you do all eight movies and then fantastic pieces. I mean, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to. I told Victoria like a long time ago when fantastic beasts came out 
that like by the time so we're done ago, with Harry months. Potter, it'll probably it'll be oh, in time. It feels like so long ago at this point that it we'll be does. in time for the ten year anniversary of Fantastic Beasts to, be to find them. <sighs> scary well, thought. It is a scary thought. Or at the very least, it'll happen while you're doing the movies. Yeah, stuff yeah. for our listeners to mm-hmm. to be excited. There will about. always <laughs> be more content from Victoria and I. Yep. We have other shows we're talking about doing. Like that's crazy. Oh, yeah, I know. Me I and Cassandra know. have talked about some other things that we we'd be interested in doing as well. So, but uh, I don't know if we're going to do any fun. in between Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's quite a task already to do so much. That's true. Yeah, I've uh, I've basically sacrificed our break coming up for another movie that I'm very passionate about that we haven't officially announced on this show, but no. that is coming. It's stuff. Okay. There's stuff on the horizon, you guys. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I feel satisfied. How do you guys feel? Good. I feel good, good. about this. It was week. a good week. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This Thank was you again really for being fun. here, for sure. I was, I was glad it's I got to... I had an excuse to rewatch this movie for the first time in like probably a decade, and it was really fun. Yeah. I had forgotten just how good this movie really is. Yeah, I, um, I have a really hard time. People have asked in the past about, like, ranking the movies and where, like, this one falls in relation to the others. But, like, even, even movies that I, rem- like, even, like, my least favorite Harry Potter movie, when I'm sitting and watching it, it's just like, oh, like, there's so much good stuff in here. Um, and so I'm very pleased. Because even the weakest ones has its strong moments. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I'm wrong about what the worst Harry Potter movie is. I know. <laughs> what is uh what's, what's your worst what do you think Prison. what is your least favorite harry potter movie prisoner of azkaban <gasps> yeah we'll definitely have to talk about that we'll we'll definitely have to talk about that in the future norman we'll get to that yeah <laughs> we kind of both made faces like oh i like okay. that movie i know me too my least favorite's the fourth one yeah see and i i goblet of fires i've only watched I've, like I said, for the most part, I've only read each book once and watched each movie once. So, oh my goodness! Every time you have me, I, every time you have me as a guest, you're going to get like a refresh. You'll be freshly watching it. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be yeah. so fun! I'm into that. Oh, that's great. That's fine. Yeah. Hey, that'd be cool. Here we are making excuses for for Norman to yeah watch the movies. Yeah, that's what we're here for, right? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I like to talk. Otherwise, I wouldn't do a movie by minute podcast. That's, there you that's go. Exactly. I think uh, I think we're in the same boat here, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we should we should wrap this up. Okay, uh, I've already done all of our plugs and everything. Join us next week, you guys, and uh, mischief, mischief managed. Managed. managed.